Oh, today is September 9th, and joining me is one of my favorite co-hosts. Bill, how are you doing? I wish I was being joined by one of my favorite co-hosts, but I will settle for you, Marco. How are you? I'm good. Don't worry. Amanda will join you very soon. <laughs> uh, I want to wish you... I was a- thinking of Kathy Lee Gifford, actually, oh. but I'll settle for Amanda. Fair enough. I want to wish you a happy Wiener Schnitzel Day, Bill. Ooh. Are you a fan of Wiener Schnitzel? Not really, no. Oh. I mean, I... I... <sighs> It's one of those foods where I really only enjoy it if it's done really, really well, and not everyone does it really well sure. because it's it's the one where it's like it's the battered uh, veal, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not a huge fan of veal, uh, not just for ethical reasons. I just don't really love the taste of it compared to a proper steak. Sure. And a lot of people think all you got to do is throw it in the batter and oh. it's done. And there is a particular way to do it. And I've been to places that do it really well, but when it's not done well, it's the worst thing in the world. So. Mm-hmm. It's not uh, It's not something I will reach for first on the menu. Fair enough. Well, on September 9th, maybe you will reach for it. It's celebrated mm. as a traditional Austrian dish with uh, National Wiener Schnitzel Day. This breaded recipe is made with veal, and a law in Austria requires this dish to be made strictly with veal. Chefs making Wiener Schnitzel by tenderizing it in a thin slice of veal and then lightly salting and breading it. It is then deep fried in clarified butter. So mm. that could be an error that a lot of people may make. The term Wiener Schnitzel was first used in the early 1830s, though similar recipes appear even earlier. And Wiener, of course, is from the word Vien, which is Vienna in German. Yeah. Uh, I've had it homemade in Greece because my aunts make it a lot. And right. I, I've had it. It's been pretty good there. I also don't really like the – and I'm not a – going to be too moral about this because I'm a meat eater, so I can't really say much, but I don't really love the idea of eating a a child. I really feel like a cow should get to enjoy an adult life before I slaughter it for my pleasure. Well, fair enough. Yeah. People born today on September 9th are perfectionists. Did you know that, Bill? No, I did not. It's a fact that often makes their life difficult while Mm -hmm. infuriating everyone around them. Expect amazing physical stamina from them, so they might make great lovers, but beware of their perfectionism. It can cause emotional turmoil. That is their nature, and it's hard to change them. Yeah, well, my best friend is a Virgo, so, you know, it's all, it it all fits, yeah. All right. Well, celebrating a birthday today, Adam Sandler is another Saturday Night Live cast member who had a successful transition into film stardom. Starring in and co-writing the comedies Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, The Water Boy, and Big Daddy. He was nominated for a Golden Globe for Paul Thomas Anderson's Punch Drunk Love and recently starred in the Safdie Brothers' Uncut Gems. He was born on this day in Brooklyn in 1966. Oh man, that reminds me, I still have to watch Uncut Gems. Yeah, it's good. It's very uh, tense. Yeah, that's what I hear. I hear it's like, you, you don't want to watch it before bed, I was told. Yeah. Michelle Williams one of my favorite on the list today, debuted on an episode of Baywatch, if you can believe it, when she was 13. Later, she appeared in Species and A Thousand Acres before being cast in the role that made her famous as Jen on 128 episodes of Dawson's Creek. Since then, she had an impressive film career. She has had an impressive film career, including four Oscar nominations for Brokeback Mountain, Blue Valentine, My Week with Marilyn, and Manchester by the Sea. Plus, she won a Golden Globe for her performance as Gwen Verdon in Fosse Verdon. She was tremendous in that. And she was born on this day in Kalispell, Montana in 1980. Henry Thomas became a household name at the age of 11 when he landed the leading role of Elliot in Steven Spielberg's blockbuster fantasy film E.T. the Extraterrestrial. 
He received a Golden Globe nomination as New Star of the Year for the film, then many years later received a second nomination for his performance in the TV movie about the McMartin trial. He also starred in Cloak and Dagger, Valmont, Legends of the Fall, Suicide Kings, The Haunting of Hill House, and All the Pretty Horses. He was born on this day in San Antonio, Texas in 1971. And if you get a chance, everyone talks about his audition for uh, E.T. that you can find mm-hmm. on YouTube. Um, it's He's one of those people that, like, he... He looks the same, like he's yep. gotten older and he's the same face, it's just on a bigger body. Yeah. You know, and he was like a cute kid and now he's like a handsome man. There you go. Yeah. He debuted in the Merchant Ivory film Mor- Morris and later starred in their Oscar-nominated The Remains of the Day. But it was the 1994 release of Mike Newell's Four Weddings and a Funeral that made British actor Hugh Grant a superstar earning him a Golden Globe and leading to his starring in films like Nine Months, Sense and Sensibility, Extreme Measures, and Notting Hill. These days, he hasn't slowed down, having recently appeared in The Man from Uncle, Guy Ritchie's The Gentleman, a very English scandal for which he was nominated for an Emmy Award, and Paddington 2, for which he was nominated for a BAFTA. He was born on this day in London, England in 1960. Definitely my favorite on this list. It's a good list today, but I love Hugh Grant so much. Yeah, because I was surprised you didn't say anything about uh, Michelle Williams, to be honest with you. I'm not a huge fan of hers. Really? Yeah, I think she's good, but I'm not a huge fan of hers. Good to know. I find her, um, there's something a bit uh, calculated about her performances that doesn't really um, take me, uh, it doesn't capture my imagination. Yeah. Fair enough. Hugh Grant, on the other hand, I could watch forever. And his nom- his performance in Paddington 2 really is something to behold. Everyone tells me about Paddington 2. I it's gotta, so good. I got to sit with my niece and nephew and watch that. Yeah. Zoe Kazan comes to the movie business with an impressive pedigree. The granddaughter of Oscar-winning director Ilya Kazan and the daughter of Oscar-nominated screenwriters Nicholas Kazan and Robin Swicord. She has appeared in the films The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, The Big Sick, and Me and Orson Welles. Plus, she's written the films Ruby Sparks and Wildlife. She was nominated for an Emmy Award for Olive Kittredge and was born on this day in Los Angeles in 1983. Colonel Harlan David Sanders was born on this day in 1890 in Henryville, Indiana. I'm hungry now. And chicken has never been the same. He was the American businessman best known for founding the fast food chicken restaurant chain Kentucky Fried Chicken, now known as KFC, and later acting as the company's brand ambassador and symbol. His name and image are still symbols of the company today. The title Colonel was an honorary title as a Kentucky Colonel, not the military rank. Mm -hmm. He developed his secret recipe and patented method of cooking chicken in a pressure fryer. Sanders recognized the potential of this restaurant franchising concept. And the first KFC franchise opened in Salt Lake City, Utah in 1952. He died at the very tender and juicy age of 90. His funeral service was attended by more than a thousand people. Sanders was buried in his characteristic white suit and black western string tie in Louisville. His coffin resembled the famous chicken box. That's hilarious. No, it I didn't. Did not it didn't. I just added that in hoping that. Okay. Um, did he remain? Did he remain rich, or was he like a McDonald's where he sold it before it became a thing? I think he's not as rich as people think, and I think what happened was because he was the brand ambassador, he made a lot of money from that. Right. And okay. fun fact, you know, there was a time when he lived in Mississauga, Ontario, Canada. I did not know that. Yeah, no. that his house recently went up for sale. Interesting. Hmm. Delicious stuff. Um, and also, despite what people say. It, they are legally forced to call it KFC. They can't call it Kentucky Fried Chicken anymore. And it's not because 
it does as have some people think because it's not chicken and that it's really pigeon it's because right. it's not really fried okay yeah Eric Stone Street made his on-screen debut in an episode of Dharma and Greg in 2009. Ten years later, he was cast as one of the main characters on the runaway hit series Modern Family as Cameron, which earned him three Golden Globe nominations and two Emmy Awards. He also provides the voice of Duke in the Secret Life of Pets movies and was in Bad Teacher, an episode of American Horror Story, and the film Confirmation. He was born on this day in Kansas City, Kansas in 1971. Leo Tolstoy was a Russian writer who is regarded as one of the greatest authors of all time. He received multiple nominations for the Nobel Prize in Literature every year from 1902 to 1906. And he also received nominations for the Nobel Peace Prize in 1901, 02, and 1910. And the fact that he never won is a major Nobel Prize controversy. He was born on this day in 1828 and Tolstoy died in 1910 at the age of 82. I love that movie, The Last Station, you know, with um, Christopher Plummer and Helen Mirren as his wife. I mean, two finer actors mm. together you have yet to see. Also, on the subject of KFC, did you also know that they recently removed the finger looking good uh, slogan? Oh, no, I didn't. For because COVID. Of, because of COVID. Oh, yeah. 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 But why? If you're touching your own food, yeah, I mean. You can lick your own fingers. You just can't lick other people's fingers. Right. Yeah. It's weird. Mm. Goran Vizhnik was transplanted from Europe to Hollywood in the late 90s after his performance in Michael Winterbottom's Welcome to Sarajevo, appearing in Rounders, The Peacemaker, Practical Magic, and whose video, Marco? Madonna's? Yeah, for The Power of Goodbye. Before being added to the cast of ER and staying on that show for 10 years, which is why Marco knows who he is. Yeah, that's right. Since then, he has appeared in The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo and the show's Extant, Crossing Lines, Santa Clarita Diet, and The Boys. He was born on this day in Sibanyak, Croatia, in 1972. When they did his flashback to why um, he left um, war-torn Sarajevo on ER, it was one of the saddest episodes I've ever seen. I love In Practical Magic where he refers to Louis L'Amour as a foreign writer and Sandra Bullock's like, and Louis L'Amour was not foreign, he was from North Dakota. (laughs) Oh my goodness. The references you know at the top of your head, Bill, never, never cease to amaze me. Yeah, it's a real messy brain I've got going on in there. Well, speaking of messy brains, Hayem Topol dropped his first name and simply went by Topol. Did I get that right? Yep. As a movie star, earning an Oscar nomination for his performance as Tev... I'm going to say this wrong. Tevya. Tevya in Fiddler on the Roof. He was uh, still on active duty in the Israeli army at the time and had to ask special permission to attend the ceremony. I'm taking, I take it it's the Oscars we're talking about here, right? He was the first Israeli actor to be nominated for an Oscar and played the role in more than 2,500 performances on stage. That's incredible. Yep. Plus, he appeared as the mercurial Milos Colombo in the Bond film For Your Eyes Only. And in the film Flash Gordon, he was born on this day in Tel Aviv in 1935. Julia Sawala became known to British audiences with her role as Linda on Press Gang, but she became internationally famous as Saffron, the put-upon daughter to the zany Adina on the hit series Absolutely Fabulous, which she played as recently as the 2016 film. She also appeared as Lydia Bennett in the 1995 BBC miniseries of Pride and Prejudice, and appeared in Kenneth Branagh's A Midwinter's Tale, the adaptations of Lark Rise to Candleford and Cranford, and as a voice in Chicken Run. She has a connection 
connection to the Bond franchise as well, as her father, Nadim Sawala, was in The Spy Who Loved Me and The Living Daylights. And she was born on this day in London, England in 1968. Amazing. Charles Esten is sometimes billed as Chip Esten and had roles on Party of Five, The Brian Benben Show, Big Love, and The Office. Plus, he was a regular panelist on Whose Line Is It Anyway?, but more recently made a marvelous impression as country singer Deacon Claiborne on the series Nashville. He was born on this day in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania in 1965. Angela Cartwright started acting as a child, much as her sister Veronica Cartwright did. While her sister Veronica appeared in The Birds and the Children's Hour, Angela co-starred on the series Lost in Space and entered the movie musical Hall of Fame as Brigitta, one of the seven Von Trapp children who are under Julie Andrews's care in The Sound of Music. Since then, she appeared in Beyond the Poseidon Adventure and had cameos in the 1998 Lost in Space remake and the Netflix reboot television series. She was born on this day in Cheshire, England in 1952. Oh, I had no idea she was British. Mm -hmm. Cliff Robertson starred in television in the 50s, then through the 60s established himself as a leading man in films like My Six Loves and The Honeypot before his role in Charlie, based on the novel Flowers for Algernon by Daniel Keyes, earned him an Oscar nomination for Best Actor. He actually won. I got that wrong. Sorry. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. congratulations to him. After that, he appeared in Three Days of the Condor, Brian De Palma's Obsession, and played Hugh Hefner in Star 80, and then made his final on-screen appearance in Spider-Man um, in the Spider-Man trilogy starring Tobey Maguire. He was born on this day in La Jolla, California in 1923 and died in 2011 at the age of 88. And wasn't he in Falcon Crest? He might have been. I think he was. I think he was. I'm going to look that up. He um he didn't accept his Oscar in person. He was in the Philippines filming a movie. Um and uh, the joke at the time was uh you know Joan Crawford was always at the Oscars back then and Joan Crawford was married to the head of Pepsi. So the joke was, you know, you might not be able to come to the ceremony, but I'm sure you're kicking back somewhere with a with a cooler full of Pepsi products that Joan Crawford has sent you. Oh, that's amazing. He was, in fact, in Falcon Crest. Just, amazing. Just to confirm that. Tom Wopat is most famous for playing Luke Duke on the hit 80s television series, The Dukes of Hazard. Later, he was on Sybil, the films Jonah Hex and Django Unchained, and the series Longmire. He was also in a movie that we did on BGM called Fairhaven. I remember. He was born on this day in Lodi, Wisconsin in 1951. Didn't you say he, he is he the guy who was in a film where he was like a stripper or something? In no. The, oh, okay. You're thinking of uh, Gregory Harrison. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They same were. Film, I, I confused them. Oh, they were in the same. It was film. the same BGM. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I listened to your show, man. I'm yeah, telling you. I can yeah. see that. Okay. Jane Greer had a few key roles in the '40s. She's best remembered for her performance in the film noir classic Out of the Past. Later, she appeared on everyone's favorite. You got it. Falcon Crest <laughs> and the film uh, Immediate Family, as well as three episodes of Twin Peaks. She was a descendant of the 16th century metaphysical poet John Donne and was born on this day in Washington, D.C. in 1925. Sorry, in 1924 and died in 2001 at the age of 76. I really have to watch Falcon Crest now. I used to watch it because my grandmother loved it. She didn't understand a word of it. But it's also, it's a show that had a lot of guest stars, yeah. right? Because they were a rich family meeting people all the time. Yeah, they so were. that's why everyone who, everyone who was anyone was on it. They were point. wine barons, right? They were like, right. they, they owned vineyards in California. And, and your favorite, Lorenzo Lamas, started in that. He was hot back then. Yeah. Yeah. 
uh, and then he became the star of a whole bunch of like um, uh, killer animal movies. Like right? like animals that kill, like giant. No, he did. Animals. He was in movies like, no, like the like a movie about a killer um, alligator. Or, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, I remember I used to date a guy who had his movies arranged by killer animal. Oh my god! And a lot of them had Lorenzo Lamas in it. Yeah. <laughs> Rachel Hunter started modeling at 16 and was most famous for appearing in the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition. She quit modeling after a decade to focus on acting, appearing in the films Rockstar, The Benchwarmers, and on the series Gravity. She was previously married to Rod Stewart and was born on this day in Auckland, New Zealand in 1969. International fame came late to Sylvia Miles, who had been appearing in theater for years when she received her first Oscar nomination at 45 for for her unforgettable few moments in the Oscar-winning 1969 film Midnight Cowboy. A second nomination followed for Farewell, My Lovely in 1975. Plus, she co-starred with Joe D'Alessandro in Heat and appeared in Wall Street, She-Devil, and on an episode of Sex and the City. She was born on this day in New York City in 1924 and died in 2019 at the tender age of 94. Good for her. She always looked 94, but good for her for lasting that yeah, long. Yeah, good for her. I well, that's her. that's September 9th. I hope, Bill, if you do decide to have a Wiener Schnitzel, I hope it's a good one. I hope so too, Marco. <laughs>